The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Our teens need more support and encouragement than ever before. We need to show them that there are so many accomplishments in their lives that are just waiting to be discovered. This is the Dr. Stem Show with Dr. Stem Malatini. We want teens today to feel valued in their schools, homes, and in the community. The Dr. Stem Show will give the voiceless a voice and the hopeless hope. Now, here is Dr. Stem. Good afternoon and welcome to another segment of the Dr. Stem Show. We have a much-needed show that we're doing for you today. If you have a son, a daughter, or you yourself are graduating from high school or from college especially, and you're looking for a job and it's been difficult for you to find a job, we do have a special guest in the house today, Dr. David DeLong, who is going to talk to us about how to make your college degree pay off in today's job market. Welcome to the show, Dr. DeLong. Great to be with you, Dr. Stem. How are you today? I'm fantastic. Fantastic. I, Thank you. I see. I'm holding your book right now, and the listeners haven't seen anything yet because I think this is one of the best books for graduates that has come out. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I am quite passionate about this subject and um, look forward to sharing some thoughts with you. Excellent. Before we start, I'm just going to let the people know what the research here says, because you say recent studies show more than 50% of college graduates under age 25 are either unemployed or underemployed. The job market for young people is extremely challenging, as we all know. So given the investment required for a college degree today, which is very expensive, I might add, and their parents are understandably anxious about how they will find promising and productive employment after graduation. So are you ready out on the job market, fast approaching college graduates, or are you just leaving high school? As I said, we do have Dr. DeLong, who is an expert on the skills that individuals and organizations need to be successful in today's market. He is the author of the brand new book that I'm holding today that, is, that says it's titled Graduate to a Great Job, Make Your College Degree Pay Off in Today's Market. This book is based on more than 30 cases of studies recent studies that he's actually done of college graduates who have landed successful, uh, successfully in the job market. And I might add the very first part of that book when I was reading it, Dr. DeLong, was very impressive because I read about people that have actually even changed jobs to make sure they land jobs that, you know, are related to the degrees that they took. Yes, yes. Yeah, there's yeah. some... Certainly one of the keys to success in the market today is some flexibility and adaptability. Oh, boy, do we, are we going to talk about that flexibility and adaptability? <laughs> but <laughs> So, you know, before I, I, you know, I start that, let me go ahead and let you all know that I'm listening in that Dr. DeLong is also a co-author of The Executive Guide to High Impact Talent Management, which was published by McGraw-Hill, I think, of Dr. Uh, 
Dr. Phil, when I see McGraw Hill, right? <laughs> he publishes McGraw Hill. Yes. For, for some reason, when I see McGraw Hill, I see Dr. Phil. So that means, you know, he's a very well-established, you know, publisher. So he knows what bosses are looking for in great employees. He's an expert on the tremendous opportunities and challenges that await young workers today. He's also a well-known consultant and coach uh, and speaker because that's where I met him uh, two weekends ago at the National Speakers Association. So he doesn't even know it, but he's going to be one of my mentors as a new member of the <laughs> National Speakers Association. <laughs> He doesn't know it, but now he knows. Um, Dr. DeLong is also a president. He's the president of DeLong and Associates. It's actually David DeLong and Associates. Let me say that right. He's also a research fellow at the MIT Age Lab. He's a former researcher at Harvard, Boston, Harvard Business School and MIT Sloan School of Management with a doctorate in organizational behavior from Boston University, which is my alma mater. I'm also a BU graduate. Yes, Dr. Stem, you know my mother wrote this bio. It is so long and full. (laughs) You know what? As I'm stumbling reading it and and, and stuttering reading it, all I want to say is I'm just impressed and knowing that, you know what, with all the degrees and that expertise that your lovely mother put together for us, (laughs) it means, it just means that the listeners and anyone who will listen after the show, you have a wealth of information that he will share with you. And if you take that to heart and work at it, it means you will achieve all the results and the good job that you want to land. So welcome again to, to the show, and I appreciate you taking the time. Well, thank you, for, thank you for having me today. And let me be real clear that it doesn't matter today whether your degree is from Harvard or whether it's from your small local community college. What matters is what you can do for employers and how you figure out how you add value in the marketplace. A college degree today, unfortunately, no longer guarantees a good job. Yes. One of the reasons, Dr. Stem, that I wrote this book is because, as you said at the outset, 50% of Mm. college graduates today are doing jobs that don't require a college degree. And we can't afford that investment in our children, in our young people, and not be taking it real advantage of the skills that they're developing through their education or need to be developing through their education. You're right. You're right. And that I, I, I take as part of why you wrote this book, right? Correct. I wanted to show young, young graduates, students and young graduates, what are, the, what are the capabilities that you need in order to succeed to land a good job. <clears throat> the reality is 50% of people coming out of college today are landing good jobs. Yes. And so my, my goal is to help you be in that 50% not in the 50% who's struggling. Um, well, everybody's struggling. Everybody's challenged. But, yes. but so that over time, you come out in the kind of job and doing the kind of work that you dreamed about and wanted to do and that you went to college for and that your parents helped, helped you get through college to do. But in order to do that, you have to understand how the job market has changed and what it is employers are looking for in good young talent today. 
And, you know, I want to emphasize what you also mentioned at the beginning of your, um, you know, your, your response, Dr. DeLong, because it's not that degree that's important anymore. Because I know back in the days when I've been in this country for 22 years and when I came here 22 years ago, what was important was the fact that I can get a degree and any employer would say, what degree? Do you have a degree? And it was yes or no. You list that degree, it didn't matter whether it was in business or anything. As long as you had a degree, you were guaranteed employment. And what you're saying is it's no longer so, right? Correct. The market now, unfortunately, for a variety of reasons, um, the market has changed <clears throat> dramatically. And they sort of, can I sort of outline for you sort of the big picture and how things have changed yes. and why this market is so challenging? Yes. Um, yes first, first of all, employers today are very cautious about hiring full-time employees. They're they're concerned because the uncertainty in the global economy that starts actually in Washington with the inability of the president and Congress to get along and to deal with our ongoing and major um, budget deficit uh, and, and the challenges we face, the, the many challenges we face um, in, in society today. Um, that makes employers nervous. In addition, the uncertainties in Europe with the European debt crisis and uncertainties in China, frankly, with the Chinese economy, all these things tie together and make employers uneasy about the future of the economy in the longer term. So it makes them more hesitant to hire full-time employees. So, and, And a byproduct of that is there are, frankly, fewer good jobs than there were five years ago. That is jobs that require that will draw on your education and yeah. you know and challenge young people and and develop young people. Now, good job. Let me be very clear. Doesn't automatically just require you know require a four year college degree. There are plenty of good jobs that are available out there that that can be had for a technical certificate, um, um, certain vocational training or technical training. Um, we have a tremendous shortages in this country of, of skilled people in areas like welding, electricians. Uh, we're not talking here just about four-year degrees, but although that's what my book focuses on. So there are fewer good jobs in the sense that the, the public, in the public sector, for example, the um, government has cut almost 700,000 jobs since the Great Recession. Um, hmm. Uh, we've, uh, in addition, employers today, when they hire, they want more skills and experience in their employees. They want employees who can work with certain technologies. They want employees who can communicate clearly to work as part of a team who are potentially comfortable in working in a global organization, working with employees in other countries. Uh, the, frankly, the, the demands on young, young employees today are much greater than they were on their parents say, 10, 20, or 30 years ago. Um, another reason, another challenge uh, uh, facing young, young, young graduates today is the entry level often involves internships or part-time yes. assignments. Employers want to want to hire you as an intern first, maybe at very low pay or even no pay, which is a mm. huge challenge for mm. people who can't afford not to be paid to work. Um, or they want to hire you as a contractor. Yeah. Where there's no requirement, no benefits. So all the, the whole hiring process has changed in terms of what employers are willing to do, and it also takes a long time because companies are stretched so thin that it's a very hard for them to interview. It's hard to free your staff and your managers up to schedule interviews. So the hiring process can seem to take forever. And finally, um, 
there's more competition because people who've graduated just a yep. few years ahead of you um, are back, often back out on the market or haven't yet found that job they're looking for. So you may be competing with several years of graduates. So there's a big picture here that makes the market, the job market, <clears throat> much more challenging for uh, for young young people today. And, and this is why you have to understand what it takes to succeed. And so that's the problem you face. And I'm now here to share with you some of the solutions. So then it sounds like they cannot afford to wait until the fourth year when you're about to graduate to start looking for work anymore. Right. That's true. Um, <clears throat> uh, wise young people will start thinking about this freshman or sophomore year in college. Uh, and start, you know, taking steps that will set them up. Now, here's what I found, Dr. Stem, in my research. The reality is a lot of young people, frankly, are just not prepared mentally or willing to mentally spend the energy to think about their future before they graduate. Fully 50% of the people I interviewed for my book, and these are young people who ended up being successful in their job searches after college. It may have taken them a year or two, so yeah. successful can take time, and the longer you wait to start, the, the longer time you're going to have to spend after college looking for work, for good work. Is I, I found more than 50% of the people I interviewed were not willing to really engage, to graduated not knowing what they wanted to do. So if you've recently graduated and you don't know what, what your future is, what, what you want to do for work, don't beat yourself up. The reality is a lot of young people are like that. Now, in an ideal world, you would start sooner. You would, you'll be in a much better position if you start freshman, sophomore year exploring um, opportunities and different possibilities. Yes. But the reality is a lot of young people don't, and so they have to start this, this challenge um, upon graduation or even after graduation. Yes, yes. You know, before we take a break, um, thank you for that segment. Let me just remind everybody what um, this overall first segment was talking about. If you are a graduate and you have recently graduated and you still don't have a job yet, what I'm hearing from Dr. DeLong is do not worry yourself and beat yourself up because you're not alone, for one. But this is the very reason it's because of you that this book is written so that you can have the answers and the direction of where do I go from now? How do I land that great job that I wanted to get after graduation? So this is for you. If you're starting college and you're just leaving high school and you're going to start college, whether you're a parent or the child student yourself, this book is saying do not wait until it's too late when you graduate from the first day that you get in you have to be prepared and decision-making, which he's going to talk to us more about because I hear you saying in your research you found out that most young people are not ready for the work world. So when we come back, we'll talk more about your findings from the research that you have done. We'll be right back. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Have you ever felt that it's time to get out of the box? Why are you putting that project off? It's already there in your mind. What are you going to do today to change your life tomorrow? Listen for Live Your Life with Melissa Brown. Get ready to expand the capacity of your heart and mind. 
Move yourself beyond the mundane and get prepared to do what you've been called to do. There is no time like the present, and the whole world is waiting for you. Tune in Monday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. How can we Americans realize our dreams to earn a living? How can you pursue your dream and make money as an owner or an employee? Learn how at The American Business Person, the online weekly radio talk show hosted by Rich Killian. Today's business leaders share how to succeed and what fails. If you own a new or established business or ever hope to, you must tune in. Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central, and noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel or listen on demand to our archived shows. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to the Dr. Stem Show. To reach Dr. Stem or her guest, please call into the show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you prefer, you may send an email to drstemmolatini at yahoo.com. Now, back to this week's show. We are back with our guest, Dr. David DeLong, who is in the house today. He recently authored a book, Graduate to a Great Job. And today he's talking to us about how to make your college degree pay off in today's job market. Dr. DeLong, I guess my next question to you is what should you expect in a post-college job search today for all those graduates out there? What should they expect? Sure. Um, first of all, unfortunately, you have to expect it's going to take time. Yes. The, the average job search, um, the numbers I've heard, um, are is about eight months. So if you mm. wait till you graduate, you're looking at being on your parents' couch probably through through Christmas. You know. Um, <gasps> now, obviously, that can vary, but yes, uh, yes. But it, it does take time uh, because you have to develop the networks and the contacts. And, and really, frankly, educate yourself enough about the field and the types of jobs you're going after mm. and, and gain the experience from interviewing that you'll need. Um, it, it, so it, you should expect it's going to take time. It's going to be demanding. It's probably going to be the hard, might be one of the hardest things you've ever done uh, because you're going to have to deal with a lot of, of, of rejection. A lot of people turning you down, a lot of people not even responding to your resumes and your, your, your applications. So it's going to take tremendous persistence. It's going to, a key here is creating a good process, a good job search process, and we can talk more about that in a few minutes okay. um, so that you increase your chances of success. So those are some of the things you can expect in a, in a job search today. Yeah, and I know you, 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 your book is based on a lot of um, research that you did with case studies that you did. What were some of the things that surprised you most in studying these young college graduates? Sure. One, the, the first is I've already uh, uh, mentioned is that how many um, graduates don't know what they want to do when they leave yes. school. They yes. haven't been able to narrow that down. And the lack of focus, the inability to to be able to make a case to an employer that I want to work in an Internet marketing company, in a small department, startup company, or I want to work in a financial services sales organization where I can help add value, you know, um, to this department, 
or I want to work in a nonprofit uh, in in healthcare, a healthcare nonprofit in in the finance department or in operations. So you can really focus and, and zero in on the areas you want to you want the types of jobs you want to go after. Uh, that's one of the things that surprised me because if you don't have that focus, you really make it extremely difficult for yourself. Mm. Another another thing that surprised me is how demanding employers are yes. and how much they expect you to know already coming into the job, how, how what a premium they place on experience. Yes. The toughest thing is graduating now without any internships or without any practical experience uh, because employers really expect that. Um, another is the incredible value of networking, how networking is more important than ever. And we'll talk a little more about that in some detail. But you're almost better off not applying cold to jobs because the chances of breaking through the competition is, is, just, is just dramatic. And the last thing that surprised me was the impact of technology on the job search process. And again, I can go into more detail about that. But how technology, ironically, for this generation that's grown up with, uh, with cell phones and laptops, mm-hmm. is, is actually being kept unemployed in a lot of cases because they don't really understand how technologies are used and have to be used in order to, to land a job and how they can actually keep you unemployed. Wow, that's quite interesting. I mean, if you have some time right now, maybe sure. to expand a little bit on on you know each one of those. Sure, sure. Okay. Um, let's let's start with uh, let's start with technology. Okay. Um, there are three things uh, about technology that you must understand if you're going to succeed in the job market today. The first, and this is a thing that not many people talk about is a thing called applicant tracking systems. If you get a piece of a pencil or you're at a computer, write this down. Applicant tracking systems. They're also called ATS. Um, these systems are the systems that basically filter every resume you submit to any, a company, of, an organization of any size. Unless you're applying to just a small business, a very small business, um, unless you're just looking at small companies, your resume is never going to be seen by a human being. It's going to be read by a computer. And unless you understand how computers interpret your resume and determine whether or not it should be even reviewed by a human being who might then consider you for an interview, you're, 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 you just don't have a chance. So people, unfortunately, apply for jobs when they don't, have, when they don't understand how the system works, and yes. it's a total waste of time. I tell people you, you, there are much more fun ways to waste time. Go watch another episode of Friends or, you know, or, or another baseball game because you're just totally wasting your time applying for jobs with a standardized resume when you don't understand how the system is evaluating your, that resume. You just answered a question that a lot of people have out there. I have submitted so many applications and I never heard from anyone. That's the answer right there. Right. It's a black hole, Dr. Stem. And oh people don't understand this. And, and in my book, I go into great detail about how these systems work and what you need to do to create a resume that has a chance of getting through the system to be, to be viewed by a, 
a hiring manager who will then say, at least come in for an interview. Your goal is always to get an interview, to get face-to-face with somebody so you can sell yourself. That's the goal. But the problem is, unless we understand how the technology works to keep us out, and see, when you've got hundreds of people, literally dozens or hundreds of people applying for one job, hiring managers don't know how to sort people, and they, that's why they rely on these technologies. So may I share some more about the technology with you? Yes, yes, so, yes. I two, just had to get into that one because then, right. you know, that's resonated. Number two is, is, the, is the insidious nature of these big job boards, mm-hmm. big, well-known, you know, on the Internet job boards saying apply, apply here, apply here. And, and these job boards, again, are a waste of t- the general ones now. Um, are really a waste of time because there are so many people applying that your chances of getting, you might as well buy a lottery ticket. Um, and the, the problem is people spend time applying for jobs on these boards and then they, they think they feel good because they say, oh, I've been applying, I've spent, I applied for 10 jobs today. Well, if you yes. applied for 10 jobs, it means you probably didn't customize your resume or your cover letter for that particular job. If the resume and cover letter are not customized for each job you apply for um, to reflect the keywords, the words that are used in the actual job description and job posting, if you haven't customized your resume and cover letter for those, for those words, then your resume, is, you're never even going to get viewed. You're going to get kicked right out of the system and, and, and denied any kind of serious consideration. So advice I give to people is don't spend time on big job boards. Now, if you're interested in a particular industry, like insurance or a government or, uh, you know, a government jobs or a, a nonprofits. There are certain uh, great job boards that you can go to that are very industry-specific where you have a much better chance of succeeding or go right to the company's job board. But, but, but applying it across through a general job board is a real waste of time. And the third thing for young people is <clears throat> what we call the digital footprint, you must be aware that all your Facebooking, the time you spend on Facebook and maybe Twitter, maybe Pinterest, the last few years, whatever you've been using, that leaves a, a trail. And the first thing any potential employer is going to do is they're going to go Google you. So you need to do that first. You need to Google yourself and you need to see what your image is online. Because again, when you're competing with other young people, a lot of people for the job, if they Google you, find your Facebook page or find a, your friend's Facebook page that has pictures of you drinking in yes. college, some innocuous yes. party, they're yes. going to say no. Yes. And, and there's all kinds of ways that young people, you know, hurt themselves, not realizing that employers are looking in on them before they even meet them um, to see, see if this is someone we'd want to consider for employment. So that's a third, that's a third pitfall for young folks. I'm glad you emphasize that because I'm talking to high school students all the time about image and yep. the Facebook pictures. And, you know, they have all these other uh, sites as well that they're posting pictures of themselves at parties, you know, drunk or high on yep. something. I said, that's going to hurt you for the rest of your life. And yep. You can't do that. Yeah. I don't want to say you can't have fun in college, and I'm not saying you can't even post pictures on your Facebook page of you being social and being in a party situation, but you have to be smart. And the best thing to do is to get an older older friend who's been out in the job market, or maybe your parent, but probably an older friend, to look at your Facebook page and look at your other sort of social media and give you some feedback and tell, would an employer care about this? 
um, would they judge this harshly? You don't have to be a nun or a priest or a minister to, you know, that's not the image you have to project online, but you have to be, look like someone we'd want to have in our organization. Yes. Yes, yes. And I think the key goes back to what you said at first to say you have to know what it is that you want to do. Right. That's focus. That's the focus yes. part, you yes. know, is is, yes. is getting focused. And that's, yeah, we can talk again more about that in, okay. if you like. So let's do that when we go, when we come back on break, because once again, we have to take another quick break and we will be right back today. We do have Dr. David DeLong, who's helping us on, you know, with the college people that are graduating right now, how to make your college degree pay off in today's market. We will be right back. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Boxing, like networking, is a contact sport. The more contacts and connections you make, the greater your success. If you're a business owner, sales agent, or job seeker, it's all about the connection. If you want help in your corner, pick up a copy of Knockout Networking today by speaker and author Michael Goldberg. Michael's book will absolutely help you generate more prospects, more referrals, and more business, or more job leads, or even more social connections. Knockout Networking will help you feel more confident speaking with people you don't know. Determine who your target market is, the best way to introduce yourself at business meetings, how to deliver an elevator pitch, follow-up, and how to generate more leads. Social media isn't always the answer, but Knockout Networking is. Visit KnockoutNetworking.com to pick up your copy of Michael Goldberg's book, Knockout Networking. Remember, nothing happens in business without a connection, so make the right connections. Visit KnockoutNetworking.com today. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. This is the home of the top light coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to the Dr. Stem Show. To reach Dr. Stem or her guest, please call into the show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you prefer, you may send an email to drstemmalatini at yahoo.com. Now, back to this week's show. How can you make your college degree pay off in today's market? Dr. DeLong is in the house with us. Dr. DeLong, let's go ahead and talk about forecasts. How important is that? Focus, I can't say enough about how important focusing your job search is because a big mistake a lot of young graduates make is is they they want to go out and tell employers look i'm i'm going to work hard and i want to learn and and i'm here and ready to go 
And unfortunately, today, in this job market, employers don't care. They don't care that you want to work hard, that you're smart, and you want to learn. They want to know what you can do for them already. What's your experience show that you can do? So it's very important that you get focused as soon as possible. Well, I don't say as soon as possible, because the reality is you could go through most of your college career, and your focus could shift a lot. It could shift to some extent as you try different internships or work different jobs and realize, boy, I really don't want to be sitting in a cubicle staring at a computer screen. I really want to be interacting with people, or I want to be in a big company, or I want to be in a small company, or what's the setting, or I really want to be in a nonprofit or in a healthcare environment. What is the what works for you? What, what where are you, do you feel most comfortable at, for now? Um, and so one of the things that's a big problem for young people today is they think they have to figure it all out before they take that first job, when they graduate. And that's just not true. The reality is if you talk to your parents um, or other adults who've been in the workforce for some years and ask them how they got into their career, it's very likely that they will tell you a story of zigging and zagging, particularly early in their career, till they found their niche. And even then they may be changing. We may be changing jobs. So don't get this idea that you have to figure out what you're passionate about and that this is going to be the one decision you're going to make for life in terms of your job calling. What you want to do is find what seems to make sense for now or what's an area where you can get into and learn and, and develop some skills and then see where it goes. You just can't know the future. The economy is too unstable and your interests are going to change over time. The statistics are very clear. They expect us, most of us, to have two or three or four careers in our working lifetime and to have like 10 different jobs. So don't get hung up on the idea of having to figure it all out up front. Um, but, but being able to make it some calls and say, okay, this is the direction I'm going to go for now, and now I'm going to go learn about technology or I'm going to go learn about marketing or finance or what people do in sales, this is the area I'm going to focus on now, and I'm going to spend time doing research, doing what we call informational interviews. Informational interviews are the best tool in the world for, for developing focus and developing relationships in, in, uh, in, in, a, in a job search. The key to informational interviews is you're setting up meetings with people who will share with you their work experience and their career experience and what they know about a particular industry or the jobs they've done. You are not asking for for a job. That's a key factor there. Uh, I actually do those, believe it or not, because I'm also a career coach. I'm a yes. life coach and career coach. So what I do is uh, I, if a kid wants to do a certain job and, you know, let's say they want to be a, a counselor, a therapist like me as well, because I'm also a psychotherapist, we go out and talk to another therapist that can tell them what the process was or I talk to them about it and they get information on how to get to that position or we go and, you know, talk to a teacher if they want to be a teacher, that experience as well as their, you know, process of how to become a teacher. So I really highly recommend those as well, the informational interviews. Right. And they're just a great way to get educated and to start to build relationships with people who might then help you in your job search. Because if people get to see you face to face and hear you asking good questions, they can become an ally and say, boy, this is a young person I really believe in. So I can't emphasize enough the value of informational interviews. And if you've graduated already, you should be out doing them now. If you're still in college, you should start doing them. You know, do one a month. 
your parents can help connect you with people. Your professors can help introduce you to people who you can talk to. Yeah. And I think they also help to make that decision whether that is the job that you really want to do once you get the information, because sometimes you change your mind after hearing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, real people that are doing the job and you say, no, I don't think that's what I want to do. And you can change your mind and that's okay. Right. Totally. Totally. So, so this focus, getting focused is important. Even if you have to, you know, make a call that you're not 100% sure about. That's fine. You could even have a couple of areas you want to focus on, start looking at. It's not like you have to just choose one, but narrow it down so you can start targeting certain kinds of jobs uh, and going after them. And then in the process, educating yourself about that field, the jargon, the language that's used in the field, the kind of skills that you need, and and then go after it. I cannot emphasize enough how detailed your book is in explaining all the processes of everything that you're talking about today, because you do talk about informational interviews. You do talk about writing the right resume that will lend you that interview or, you know, the right way of getting yourself focused. So I want to emphasize to the people that are listening out there that we only have, uh, you know, an hour to talk about this today. But Dr. DeLong has written a book that says gradually to a great job, make your college degree pay off in today's market, I cannot recommend it enough because that will help you get all the details and some more of what he is focusing on today. And, you know, talking about focus, I know the other important thing, Dr. DeLong, is networking. How critical is that? Right. Networking might be the most important thing. I say in the book, if you take one lesson away from this book, It is the fact that building and sustaining a network will be the most important thing you do to develop a long-term, you know, career. Uh, Just developing, and, and networking is not about more friends on Facebook or more tweeting. It's about building relationships with people who want to help you and who you might be able to help building trusting relationships with, with people who care, who, underst- who, who, who understand you, get you enough to want, want to want to share their contacts with you and be an advocate for you. And this takes time, but the reality is you actually have access to a much bigger network than you realize. First of all, if you're going to college, immediately everybody who's been associated with that college is a potential candidate for your network. Yes. Every alumnus, every the parent of all the students in your class, the parents of all the students in your class, yes. your roommate's parents, and your other friends at school, or people who were your friends at school, their parents, because I tell you, those parents are anxious to help you if they possibly can, because they would want somebody else to help their child. So you have this huge potential network. Again, these are all people you can do informational interviews with and start, again, you're not asking them for a job per se. You're asking to get, to learn about the fields that you're trying to explore and to connect with people who know the field and can educate you about it so you can get closer to understanding what the real job opportunities are and in the process presenting yourself. So networking is just the most important thing you can be doing. And again, thinking of it in terms of informational interviewing, going to job fairs, starting to connect with recruiters. And again, the earlier in your career, your college career, you can do that, the better. But if you're out of school already, okay. So you you still have to build a network. It, it, It doesn't matter where you are in the process, but you want to start doing that. 
And there's a tool called LinkedIn. That's another technology. I was going to ask about that to say, you know, can you talk more about LinkedIn? Because I think it's very effective. Right. LinkedIn is a tool that you as a college graduate in most fields today, you need to have a LinkedIn page. And if you don't, it's sort of like going to a party and and somebody you've just met who you kind of you think is a nice person, you want to connect with them on Facebook and they were to tell you, oh, I don't have a Facebook page. You'd think they were pretty strange, right? Well, LinkedIn is like that now for business. So if you are are applying to companies and you don't have a LinkedIn page, they're going to be looking for that. And so you need to set that up. And again, we describe that in great detail in the book. Or you can go online and learn. It's pretty easy. It's free. But you need to start setting up a LinkedIn page. It's like LinkedIn. It's, you know, Facebook for grownups. But you need to understand how that works. And the cool thing about LinkedIn is you can start to use it as a networking tool to identify people who've graduated from your university, your school, who are interested in the field you're interested in. You can do these searches on LinkedIn. For Say you're interested in... Again, nonprofits in uh, Los Angeles in mm-hmm. healthcare. You could and, and you could search the terms of your college, nonprofits, industry, healthcare, and up will pop a whole bunch of names of people who who you can then legitimately approach and say, "Could we talk about your career and how? how what advice would you have for me?" And you can start building that network. And I know for some people that are listening in right now, whether they are students or parents themselves or teachers, one of the things that might come across your mind is thinking, oh, wow, that's a lot of networking and talking to people. And I'm not a people's person or I'm embarrassed or I don't think I can be that confident to, you know, go and approach someone and say, can you tell me, tell me about your job? What do I need and how has it been for you? There are actually books out there, including the book that we're talking about, Graduate to a Great Job, that would describe and explain to you how you can do it. But I cannot emphasize enough the importance of, you know, the National Speakers Association, which I am a member, as well as Toastmasters that help me to be able to be assertive enough and to be able to approach people. Because I don't think a lot of people do any speaking anymore where you are also taught public speaking, and that's important and critical to networking. Dr. Stan, that's a great idea. I have a story yes. in the book about a young man named yes. Young who grew up in southern, southern Florida who, yes. um, who's, who's Chinese. Yes. He was born in Venezuela. His parents are Chinese. He yes. moved to um, southern, southern Florida, grew up there speaking Spanish, Chinese, and English. And he struggled in his interviews. He was, get, he was an engineering student, so actually he was getting a bunch of interviews, but he wasn't getting any job offers. And he realized it was because of the way he was coming across. And one of the things he did was he joined Toastmasters, which is a great international organization, totally free, um, yes. meets in most small cities, towns, and a way to improve your speaking skills and to yes. become more articulate and better at selling yourself in interviews. Great idea. Excellent. I had to put that in because that's where we met. Uh, right. <laughs> and that's where I got this great resource. And again, that is networking for me to be able to lend, you know, Dr. DeLong to come and grace us with his presence so that he can explain graduating, what, how your degree can help you to land a great job. Once again, we're going to take one final break, Dr. DeLong, and we will be right back for you to make a conclusion on probably experience and how important that is, as well as interviews. If we still have time, we will be right back.
Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. When you make decisions, do you ever find yourself in doubt? Are you trying to figure out what's right with you? Are you ready to truly change your life? Listen for the Access Consciousness Radio Show with the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane Here. Consciousness is all about including everything and judging nothing. Our program will help you break free from your personal limitations and enhance positive change in all areas of your life. Tune in to Access Consciousness, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Wealth Solutions for the 99% is a weekly talk show focused on helping you develop and execute a game plan to build wealth. Your host, Paul LaJoy, who built a $50 million-plus company in less than five years, believes it's impossible to be poor in America, and he'll show you why with his innovative strategies. Joining Paul as co-host is radio personality Kim Reed, an experienced entrepreneur and corporate leader who's known as the Corporatepreneur. The show is upbeat, fun, and informative. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to the Dr. Stem Show. To reach Dr. Stem or her guest, please call into the show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you prefer, you may send an email to drstemmolatini at yahoo.com. Now, back to this week's show. Dr. DeLong, before we go on with the next segment, can you tell the listeners where they can get this brand new book that we're talking about today, Graduate to a Great Job? Sure. Um, Graduate to a Great Job is available um, on uh, leading online re- re- retailers, bookstores like Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com. Uh, it's also more information at my at the book's website, which is GraduateToAGreatJob.com. All one word: GraduateToAGreatJob.com um, is is another is a place to get it. You can see buying options um, there, and even download the introductory chapter if you want and read that um, uh, uh, first. And for those of you that already have the book, if you already have the book, Graduate to a Great Job, or you're going to buy it, once you have it, if you can be, you know, courteous enough to tell other graduates and other people that have not seen the book to go either on Amazon.com or Barnes & Nobles and say a comment, say something about the book, how helpful it's been for you and what you found helpful in the book, that will be really helpful. The other thing that I noticed as well, Dr. Dillon, that you have is you have a blog site that was very interesting for me to read. Can you tell the listeners about that as well? Sure. Because that will be interesting. My, my blog is called From Panic to Paycheck. Love that. <laughs> because um, <laughs> you can uh, find that also at graduatetoagreatjob.com. But there I'm continually posting ideas um, and new, new findings from my ongoing research. And it's, it's intended to be extremely practical for both students, recent grads, and their parents, ways they can all work together to, to launch, launch your career. Um, as you come out of college, but um, so if you want up up to date new information, new ideas, uh, feel free to go to my website and um, and subscribe to the blog from Panic to Paycheck. 
It was very interesting. I found I found a lot of information when I was reading through the blog this week as I was preparing for the show. So it, it is something that you will find new research. Because of lack of time, Dr. DeLong, I just wanted to ask you, how can the parents and the teachers help in preparation for their graduates to be able to land a good job after graduation? Right. Well, I wanted my research to reflect that, Dr. Stem. So my book actually has a chapter for parents called Why It Pays to Let Your Parents Help, and a chapter um, uh, on college counselors and career centers and how um, students can use those um, as effectively as possible. Um, uh, But in terms of parents, uh, there are a number of things parents can do. The first is to be... uh, to be um, encouraging, first of all, to be enthusiastic and to let um, students and grads know that you're excited about any progress they're making. You know, sometimes they won't realize that just completing a marketable resume or getting a, a great LinkedIn profile or conducting several informational interviews is good progress. Um, being patient and empathetic. You know, sometimes one of the challenges today is a lot of job searching goes on online. Yes. So we can't see it, what, what, what young people are doing. You know, it's not like they're printing out resumes and putting them in envelopes and mailing them. So it doesn't yes. seem like we're doing anything. So sometimes parents can come home at the end of the day and say, what have you been doing all day? Yeah, and right. that is invisible, and it needs to be really a little patient sometimes about, you know, and understand, you know, that the job search can not be as visible as you realize. Also being sensitive to rejection, because frankly – um, young grads have to deal with more rejection than they ever imagined in the job search process. And sometimes, as parents, we're thinking ahead. When a, 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 your child gets turned down for one job, you're already thinking, okay, that didn't work, what's next? And you know what? We need sometimes to process that, that loss, the sadness of getting turned down for something we were excited about. And sometimes you need to just uh, to let, let your child um, have some time to sort of, you know... <laughs> Not a lot, but some time to to sort of experience that disappointment and to and to and to then come back because ultimately what we're trying to create is resilient young people who can take take um, rejection and being turned down because unfortunately it's just a fact of life. Another thing for parents is to never stop asking good questions. Now this is tricky; it depends on your relationship with your kid. Yes, but you know some young people don't want their parents you know, helping them with their job search. But frankly, I'd say your parents are, can be your greatest asset um, in that regard, whether you're just, they're just a cheerleader or whether they're really able to connect you with people you can talk to. But your, your key, as long as your child will listen, is to be asking them good questions. You know, what, you know what, what, why are you taking these courses, these courses in college? How are they helping you? And not in a negative way, but let's talk about how they're answering quest- helping you answer questions about what kind of field you might want to go into. Um, and, and then really supporting, ultimately for parents, the most important thing they can do is supporting net- networking any way they can. Any way your child will let you introduce them to people who they can talk to. Uh, again, about for informational interviews, that is so valuable, so important. And finally, being a little cautious about about advice, because some of your advice, frankly, may be outdated. I have a story in the book about a mom <laughs> who tells her daughter, now, you're going to a job fair, so you better put on this suit, you know, this oh. interview suit. 
And she yes. gets dressed up in her new interview suit, and she goes to the job fair, and she comes back and says, Mom, nobody wears suits anymore. <laughs> and so you've got to be aware of what advice really makes sense in today's environment and how, they, how people structure their resume, how they prepare for interviews, all these things. The main thing you want to do as a parent is make sure your child is getting coached by somebody about structuring a good resume and being prepared for interviews. Those are really important things, and you may have to get outside help with that, um, <coughs> for that, right. either from your school's career center or from a, another coach. You're right, and I think the emphasis is, is mostly on being supportive. So it's right. not about you as a parent, because it's very frustrating for your graduate you know, son or daughter to be going through this process, because guess what? It wasn't supposed to be this hard. It was supposed to be, if I have a degree, I get a job. That's the, you know, the norm, and that's what they're understanding it to be. So when they come out, and now with this new information that you know Dr. DeLong has outlined, it's difficult. It's not an easy process. So just to be able to be supportive and know that, you know what, it's not about you. It's just the process is long and tedious and, you know, uh, for, for your graduates. Right. Excellent. And the schools, how can they help? And the schools can help. Well, you know, <laughs> schools are increasingly, you know, feeling pressure to, yeah. to help their students and um that's one of the things I work with schools in, in helping them think about what resources they can provide. Uh, and uh, schools need to provide skilled counselors who really understand the realities of the job market their students are facing. And to be fair, a lot of times college counselors struggle just to get the students to listen. Um, and one of the lessons I asked all the people I interviewed, all the young people I interviewed who were successful, what do you wish you had known when you started out this process? And one of the, the common themes was, I wish I'd gone to career services or to the career center more. I wish I'd started that earlier. So that's um, so. to be fair to career services, they, they need to... Um, uh, they, they have a challenge in continually communicating with students and getting them to listen and getting them to start this process early and often. At the same time, schools, not all colleges, unfortunately, really understand how uh, and are investing in the career services they need to to support their students today. So you need to be, as a student, you need to make a judgment call on whether or not I'm getting good support from my school. But I tell students, don't give up. You don't quit school because you have one bad professor. If you may have a, a, a career counselor who you just don't click with, well, try to find another one. Ask yes. your friends who they've worked with who's helped, who's helped them. Or maybe coaching on resumes isn't the best thing your career center does, but maybe they have an excellent program on inter mock interview training or networking, job fairs. So don't give up. Just because you had one bad experience with your career center or you didn't click right away, keep going back there and make sure you use those resources for all they're worth because um, they're there to help you and, and you want to make sure that you're getting as much out of them as you can. Wow, wow, wow. Now, that's what I call a wealth of information. I wish we had more time. But what I can offer all the listeners out there is if you can go to the website that Dr. DeLong talked about, if you can give us that website again, Dr. DeLong. Sure, www.graduatetoagreatjob.com. It's all one word, all smushed together, graduate to a great job. Dot com, or if you go on the internet and Google graduate to a great job, I think it'll come right up.
Excellent. As well as emailing me, you can email me at drstemmalatini at gmail.com or drstemmalatini at yahoo.com. With any questions that you might have, then I'll certainly be able to rebook the busy, busy, busy Dr. David DeLong. He's, he's a very busy man because of this brand new book. So I hope you'll be able to support him. His book is available on amazon.com. Dr. DeLong, thank you so much for your time today. Dr. Stem, it was my pleasure. So for everybody, I just want to reemphasize again how insightful and practical this book is. You know, it's also a guide that will guide you to the right job that you want. Don't forget that this show, as well as the book and the guests that we have, is for you, the student, is for you, the parents, the teachers, to motivate, inspire, and empower you. So I hope that today's segment will help those graduates that are graduating now, as well as those that are going to graduate school to land the jobs of their dreams, but to be patient with themselves. We'll meet again next week, same time. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Stem Show. Please join us next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, and 9 p.m. GMT on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another enlightening show. Have a terrific week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.